Get ready to hear something good about cannabis. Nurse Heather brings her eternal optimism and professional expertise to the stories of the day, discussing current topics and events, making life's lemons into sweet lemonade, and sharing a tall glass with guests, friends, and her listeners. CannabisRadio.com is happy to present Good News with Nurse Heather, the show infused with compassion and love. From high atop Mount Soledad in beautiful San Diego, California, 100 feet above sea level. Good morning, beautiful listeners. This is Good News with Cannabis Nurse Heather. Cannabis Nurse Heather is a medical director for Sacred Garden in New Mexico. She's the first lady, I will call her for the purpose of this show, in the infusion extraction as she was started the first infusion kitchen in New Mexico and Arizona. And she is also a registered nurse. Good morning, Nurse Heather. Good morning. We've scoured the planet for the most interesting, newsworthy, and good news person to have with us today. And we have discovered Alice O'Leary, the first lady of medical marijuana. She was the wife of Bob Randall, who was the first medical marijuana patient in the United States. She's also an ACNA, or American Cannabis Nurse Association, board member. She's the author of Medical Marijuana in America, and she's a hospice nurse, and she'll be joining us soon this morning. But first, I turn it over to Nurse Heather for her good news. Thank you, Kana Kenny, and hello, good news listeners. It's a pleasure to share the air with you for the next 30 minutes or so. Uh, right now, in this very moment, we can give gratitude for the air we breathe, our heart that beats, and our ears that hear. Because today, we're going to hear something good from an author, advocate, healthcare professional, product ambassador, and all-around cannabis badass known as the first lady of medical marijuana, my friend, Alice O'Leary Randall. But, for, but first, before we give you the pleasure of hearing her wisdom, let's catch up on a little news, shall we? Our good news story today comes to us in response to the June 6th Dateline episode entitled Growing Hope, where Dr. Amy Brooks Kayal, pediatric neurologist, professor at UC Denver and board director for the American Epilepsy Society, said that the positive results from cannabis therapy that was, that was being seen there from the refugees, that it was simply a placebo effect, a placebo effect. For those refugees who have come to Colorado for legal access to cannabis as treatment for seizures. Let me talk about a placebo effect because a, a placebo effect is an interesting phenomenon that we see in the medical world where you use a fake treatment or an inactive substance like a sugar pill to sometimes improve a patient's condition simply by giving them medicine and their expectations that they're receiving medicine can be helpful to them, and so they do see an effect. We see this in, in research where they'll use a control group, where they'll use a placebo, a sugar pill, or something like that to, to gauge um, how much of it is actually the medicine and how much of it is placebo effect. So placebo effect is something that we hear a lot about in the medical world. But let me, let me first tell you this. I've had the opportunity to be with children and families um, of children who have DeVay syndrome in Ohio as well as Colorado. And first of all, in Ohio, medical cannabis is not legal there. And so these, these parents are fighting for their children to gain access and, and to be around those 
to be around those children as they continually have seizures right and left is a stark contrast to being in Colorado and being with the refugee families who are utilizing cannabis medicine and are seeing results in the form of um, development and reaching goals and thriving. So, you know, when you think about a placebo effect, you think about someone who's consciously thinking, I'm taking this medicine and it's going to make me better. But when you're dealing with children with Duvet syndrome, they're developmentally delayed and they can have up to 300 seizures per week. There's no time for them to recover, let alone grow and thrive between seizures. And the patient likely doesn't even know what medications they're on. And obviously, both the parent or the patient and the caregiver are expecting all medications to be helpful. So what is the difference with medical cannabis? So the good news here is that the refugee families have taken the high road in response to this statement about cannabis being a placebo effect. Um, And... They have created a Facebook page called I Am Not a Placebo Effect. And this page has received over a thousand likes in the first week. And the page is quickly filling up with story after story of how cannabis medicine has been beneficial for a variety of symptoms and diseases. Um, This page is a source for good news. And I encourage all of you to go and like this page and post your own I Am Not a Placebo Effects story. I posted mine. I want to read yours. So, Canna Kenny, that's my good news. Do you have any good news from the legal arena? Absolutely, Nurse Heather. We have some very good news, especially for those, as you described, in the refugee category. As we now have three territories, Guam, Virgin Islands, and Puerto Rico. Guam has already passed uh, their rule, their law, and they're now working on their rules, which are expected this month. Virgin Islands is working on their hemp bill, and they will soon be introducing their medical cannabis bill. And the governor of Puerto Rico has recently, on executive order, added a medical cannabis program. And last but not least, stateside, Georgia has actually uh, come in with a, uh, a new program that is similar to the the Charlotte's Web laws, except it's expanded to include many more conditions than just children with epilepsy. So that's good news from that end. More recently, we had the House of Representatives extend the DEA ban. That means that the DEA can no longer fund going in and raiding medical, facil- medical cannabis facilities in states where it's legal. And they did so by more than 56 votes this time. California is about to end the ban on organ recipients receiving organs uh, if they're a medical cannabis user, and the ban on VA giving recommendations to our returning war heroes when they suffer from PTSD and other conditions, that's likely to end this year. On a little bit of a down note, uh, Colorado Supreme Court recently denied a quadriplegic worker uh, with the opportunity to be able to keep his job based on their interpretation of using federal law instead of the state legal cannabis law. Hopefully the Supreme Court will get its act together. But there you have it, Nurse Heather. That's our, our legal update and our good news from the legal world. And now back to you. Ah, thank you, Kenny. That is good news. Well, it is my honor and privilege to let you listen in on this conversation with one of my favorite people who I love and cherish. She's a true medical cannabis pioneer, the first lady of medical marijuana, Alice O'Leary Randall. Welcome, Alice, and thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Heather. It's great to be here. 
our listeners are in for a real treat. And because you and I are friends and colleagues, and we are both public speakers and cannabis educators and board directors for the American Cannabis Nurses Association, I happen to know that you are a wealth of historical information and a beautiful storyteller. Uh, You are known as the first lady of medical marijuana because your work in the medical cannabis realm has literally, literally shaped our past and is guiding our future. Can you give our listeners a quick rundown on why you are referred to as the first lady of medical marijuana? As many people may know, my late husband, Robert C. Randall, uh, is the acknowledged father of the medical marijuana movement. And um, that was being discussed at one point. And uh, somebody made the joke that, well, if, if Robert is the acknowledged father of the medical marijuana movement, Alice, that makes you the mother and uh, I said that I didn't want to be the mother of the medical marijuana movement. And they said, well, in that case, you must be the first lady. So um, that's, that's pretty much how it came to be. Um, you know, medical marijuana movement, um, uh, it doesn't need a mother. It, is, uh, it has birthed itself. It's, uh, it's flourishing nicely. I, I want to I loop back a bit, if I can, and go back to your introduction about that, uh, the placebo effect. Um, you know, a, a, a very wise man and one that's probably known to many of your listeners by the name of Andrew Weil, Dr. Andrew Weil, once said that even a placebo effect is an effect. I, I kind of, uh, I laugh at that from time to time because it's true. I, I think what we're hearing out of that report from the doctor in Colorado is, is a total misunderstanding of, of the complexity with the way that cannabis works. It may not show up on the standard tests that uh, doctors are accustomed to uh, conducting when it comes to looking for results, but something does happen. And as you say, with these young children who are suffering from seizures and you see these videos with them being given uh, cannabis oil and the seizures almost immediately uh, immediately quieting and, and leaving um, Boy, if you know if that's a placebo effect, then uh, then then give me some placebos. Um, exactly. It, it's uh, it to say that it's a placebo effect shows that um, many in the medical profession, as we well know, still have not removed the blinders when it comes to this medicine. You're absolutely right, Alex. And Kenny, we are in the midst of greatness. We are, and we'll resume our conversation with the First Lady of Medical Marijuana right after the break. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you around the corner. Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. 
Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. Well, we're back from the break, and we're with our esteemed guest, the First Lady of Medical Marijuana, Alice O'Leary. Nurse Heather, take it away. Uh, I'm so happy to be chatting with you, Alice. Uh, We just saw each other at the Patients Out of Time conference, where we were working together on some educational projects last month in Florida. You are currently living in Florida where medical cannabis just barely missed getting passed last year by the voters. You needed 60% of the votes and you wound up getting 58.5% of the votes, just barely missing it by 1.5%. How has this affected your life personally in living in Florida? Oh, well, I I don't, uh, yeah, I don't want to bring sadness into a good news show. (laughs) It, it was a heartbreaker. I, I don't know any other way to describe the election of last fall to, to be so close. And, and realizing that the medical cannabis amendment got more uh, percentage of votes than, than any of the candidates that were running last year. Um, That's good news. It, it's, an, it's good news. Gondrepreneur.com. It's an amazingly high bar Your guide to, to the get cannabis business and, world. Uh, Gondrepreneur.com so is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. What, what we're seeing, Download the uh, Gondrepreneur app is, on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry of, news, of, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis, cannabis companies, executives, and, and, and better investors. Gondrepreneur.com. Helping Gondrepreneurs grow. On a couple of occasions, I debated county sheriffs, and I was always told that we couldn't possibly pass this amendment because it was going to make things uh, much too broad and, and easy access and, and uh, yada, 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 on like that. Uh, and I was assured by these sheriffs, as well as, as other people throughout the state, that the legislature understood the, the, what the people were looking for and that things would be taken care of uh, in the 2015 legislative session. Well, that has turned out to be yet another crock. And uh, the, the legislative session did not do anything about medical cannabis access. The regulations for the uh, Charlotte's Web legislation that was passed in early 2014, getting that program started is still floundering. So it, it's sad here in Florida. I don't know any other way to put it because I don't, can't tell you how many people came to me after the election and said, well, well, cheer up, you'll have another chance in two years. Well, yes. Politically, we will, but health-wise, there are too many people who won't have another chance in two years or who will live in, in pain, unnecessary pain, for two years. 
So I wish I could put a good patina on this for you, but I, I cannot. It's, it's very frustrating. Florida, of course, is not alone in that frustration. Um, it just, we just need to hunker down and, and fight harder in 2016. And I can see the, the bricks of that foundation already being laid. So um, it's, it's going to be a good fight in 2016. Fantastic, fantastic. So you don't have dispensaries and that kind of thing there in Florida, um, but have you gone to legal states and seen what the production and processing and dispensary operations look like in other states that are legal? Oh, yes, I have, and, and it's, it's pretty exciting stuff, I have to say. Um, you know, for somebody who grew up in, in the 60s, and I, I acknowledge I was a hippie, you know, I was there in my bell bottoms, and and um, I, I, I toked along with everybody else, and I, you know, I enjoy a good, a good joint. And, you know, wanting, wanting to see it legalized or decriminalized or whatever, but never, I don't think ever imagining what that would look like in reality. And last spring, I, I took a, a three-month road trip cross-country and, and stopped in Colorado and California and Oregon and, and had a look at how those state programs were working. And it, now, you know, here's where we get into the good news because it, it's pretty exciting what, what I saw on that trip. And to, to see the, um, the, entre- the American entrepreneurial spirit being uh, conveyed to cannabis in an open market situation, if you will, um, or at least in an open situation where things can be talked about and experiments can be run. And so many of the companies that are producing cannabis have their own chemists on board, and they are conducting the research that our federal government, with the millions of dollars they've thrown at, at this issue, they should have been doing this research years ago, but, but it is now being done finally in, in states like Colorado and California and, and other legal states. And it's, it's very exciting to me to see the developments that are coming out of that. Absolutely. It, it is exciting. It's great news to see how these businesses are, are developing. Um, but, you know, inquiring minds want to know what the first lady of medical marijuana is toking on. I want to know, don't you, Kenna Kenny? <laughs> oh, I absolutely do, and I'm sure all of that occurs outside the restrictive confines of Florida. So feel free to give your answer. <laughs> well, of course, of course, Kenny, you're you're absolutely right. You've hit the nail on the head. I I wouldn't want to break the law here in the state of Florida. I I have found I have a particular fondness. Heather, you mentioned in the intro that I'm a product ambassador, and I am indeed a product ambassador for Mary's Medicinals. And uh, medicinally speaking, I'm. 67 years old, I have arthritis along with many of my other peers, and I have found that their compounds that I can rub into my aching joints and patches are, are just a very effective means of, of keeping the pain controlled. And as for my recreational toking, I'm, I'm my dealer. I love it. That's so funny. Um, Alice, you, you've literally written the book on the history of medical cannabis. It's entitled Medical Marijuana in America, Memoir of a Pioneer. Um, how do you see the advancement of medical cannabis looking in the next five to ten years? I think it's going to be a little rocky, frankly. And so much depends on where we go with the 2016 election. I, there's a lot of, rightly so, there's a lot of optimism, and we've come so far. And I, it's not my intent to, uh, to put any kind of wet blanket on things. But we have to recognize that this substance 
has been demonized uh, for so many years, not just in the past uh, 70 years here in, here in the U.S., for countless decades and, and millennium, there has, this plant has been misunderstood. I do get concerned about the possibility of a backlash that could come about from certain political arenas. I think the good news in this is that whenever those backlashes have occurred in the past, whenever cannabis has been somewhat accepted and then has been knocked down, let's say in the, in the 1930s, for example, the opponents of cannabis legalization, they were able to accomplish the prohibition of marijuana because there wasn't the information available that there is now. With the Internet, everybody has access to the information that's out there. And everybody knows somebody who has used, successfully used cannabis medically. And so the cat really is out of the bag. And while there may be some rocky periods, there may be some attempts to to put this back in a box, I don't see how they're going to succeed because the information is, is just too widespread and too encouraging for people. I think where we're going to see the, the rocky road is as some of these pharmaceutical products that are being developed come on board. Uh, I'm thinking specifically of the GW pharmaceutical products that are in the pipeline and, and nearing marketing in the very near future. I think as those come on the market, there's going to be efforts to quash the access to natural cannabis. That period of time concerns me a bit. And it's so important that we not only remember where we are now and where we're going, but to recognize and acknowledge these true pioneers like Alice O'Leary, who has been there from the beginning. We'll be back in a, in a moment uh, after our break uh, to continue and conclude our discussion with Alice O'Leary, First Lady of Medical Marijuana. Good News with Nurse Heather will return, but first, let's show some love to our sponsors. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at KarcherInsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R Insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. 
Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. Nurse Heather is back to spread some more good news, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back, beautiful people, listeners, with Alice O'Leary, the first lady of medical marijuana, and with cannabis nurse Heather. Hi, Alice. This has been such a fun time spending with you. I wanted to take a quote from your book, The Medical Marijuana in America, Memoir of a Pioneer, and you wrote in the beginning, you said, quote, at the time of Robert's death in 2001, I felt that my days in the medical marijuana movement were complete. I had no burning desire to, quote, keep up the good fight. And thankfully, Robert did not extract a promise from me that I would do so. Instead, I pursued my dream of becoming a hospice worker and spent six years as a hospice nurse before retiring. Alice, my question to you is, how are you enjoying retirement, and what are you doing to keep yourself busy? Ah, <laughs> uh, Yes, that's a very good question. Um, I don't really feel very retired sometimes these days, and that, that, an interesting segment of the book to read. I, I, I did feel that way when Robert died. I needed to step back from our 25 years of, you know, in the trenches, frontline medical marijuana work. I needed a break, and I did the right thing. I had a wonderful experience as a nurse, and it opened up all kinds of opportunities to me. But when I retired, you know, it's you retire these days, and we're all so fit, and there's so much to do and so little time to do it. I had felt a calling back into the movement. I felt it was particularly important for me to come back and keep the history alive because even now I see we're kind of spinning our wheels a bit. We're arguing over things really that have been settled because people don't know the history and they don't really recognize or they don't know about what has gone before. They don't know that the first state law to be passed was in in your state of New Mexico, Heather, in, in, in 1978. They don't know about Barbara and Kenny Jenks, the young couple with AIDS that really became the poster children for the AIDS and cannabis movement that began in the late 1980s. Those kinds of things are important to know. They make you a better activist. They make you a better person. And I felt it was important to come back in and, and keep those memories alive. And that's really my, my primary goal in, in being back in, in, back in the trenches once again. <laughs> Well, I'm certainly glad that you're here. We've had some great experiences together working to educate, and you do such a great job of 
giving that information and giving that history. And I know that I've been in situations where I get to see people's eyes just shine and light up when they're around you because of all of the work that you've done and what a great storyteller and historian you are. So Alice O'Leary Randall, the first lady of medical marijuana, thank you so much for joining us to share your insight, your wisdom, and love with our listeners. It's my pleasure, Heather, and let me just say that you and and the other nurses that I've been working with in ACNA just are an inspiration to me. So, um, you know, we just keep pulling one another along, holding hands, and we're all going to get there. Oh, my gosh, Canna Kenny. How much do we love Alice O'Leary? Well, I love her so much that I just almost rudely interrupted her before I was about to say again, you know, for those of us or for those out there who are listening who don't understand completely that prior to November of 2012, just about everything that was done before them, and certainly during the our pioneer Alice O'Leary's time frame when she got involved, that it was not just that you run afoul of the law and there might be some civil consequences. There are criminal penalties for all of the work that these activists had to do, uh, beginning with Alice O'Leary and moving forward. Pioneers like Alice O'Leary, it's like the eulogy that Ted Kennedy gave for Robert F. Kennedy with the pebble thrown into the pond that can create a tidal wave for change. And that's what she represents. That's what she's meant to this movement. And everyone out there, all of our listeners, can make a difference by taking that activist approach to make things better in their own city, in their own state, and in our country, and eventually the world. Thank you, Alice O'Leary. Thank you, Ken. Our beautiful guest today, Alice O'Leary, the First Lady of Medical Cannabis. Nurse Heather, it's been my honor and privilege to spend this half hour with you. For all of our listeners out there, thank you for joining us for this edition of Good News with Nurse Heather. Download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and very soon on iHeartRadio. Also, you can follow the show on Facebook and Google. Have a wonderful day and spread the good news. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.